this? This is, this is Diversified, Diversified Game. Game. A podcast giving entrepreneurial advice from a diverse and inclusive perspective with Kellen. He may agree, he may oppose, and it's more than just race. It's about, you know, ideas. Tyson. When you're going against the odds, you've got to be creative. You've got to innovate. You've got to stand out. And AL. Focus more on execution and application and less on excuses. So let the game begin. It's Kellen, and today on Diversified Game, I'm bringing you guys who are in government contracting a real treat. I have John Cochran Jr. Yes, Johnny Cochran Jr. And he's here to tell us about how he's going to make government contracting that much easier in 2020 and beyond. Johnny, what's up, man? What's going on? All is good. All is good. Man, when I heard about your, it was like two weeks ago when I heard... And we were here at the Columbia Tower Club, right? And you, I heard what you're doing. I mean, my ears perked up because one, I've never seen anybody like you do it. Um, two, uh, government contracting is hard yep. and meticulous. You almost need someone full time to go find the grants, or I mean, the RFPs. Sorry, right. the grants, the RFQs, then write them in a certain time, and usually have two weeks. Yep. So, can you tell people out there? what your company is doing and, and who you are. Name is John Cochran. Uh, I'm not related to Johnny the lawyer Cochran, um, but we have a data science company and what we do is we, as you said, uh, we use AI to help win government contracts. Uh, businesses win government contracts and we do so in a couple of fun ways. We aggregate contracts um, into one site. Uh, we kind of clean the contracts out uh, and then we uh, classify contracts, and then after that, uh, that's where we start doing our query. So basically, we ingest a bunch of information from all the agencies, that's RFQs, all in past contracts that existed. Uh, we collect user information, um, and then that's when we start doing the data science stuff. So basically, what we want to do is compare um, qualifications to requirements um, using, in essence, natural language processing and all the machine learning. So that's kind of what we do. Okay. Um, and in doing so, we can save uh, vendors or folks who are seeking government contracts about 90%, up to 90% um, with their search and up into the, the actual uh, application process. And we can get them probably a higher percentage of wins based off of uh, sending them down the path of contracts that they are more likely to win. So that's what we do. Okay, and to go to his website, all that stuff will be in the description box, and you can, you know, contact and see because it, anything to help save time in government contracting is yep. a blessing. You and I were briefly talking on the email, you know, because he has a beautiful pitch deck for all investors out there who want to get on this early. This is your time yep. to get on and bring your hundreds of millions of dollars uh, to Johnny <laughs> because we know, you know, the angels and the venture capital and something like this is needed. But usually when you have a company like this, mm -hmm. I, and I get the calls, it's like almost, it used to be weekly, and then you, you keep telling yep. enough people, no, no, no. But they start off with at least, oh yeah, in this service, we're gonna do this for you, we're gonna do that for you, and it's gonna be $15,000. Right. And as a new 
someone new in government contracting or if someone's been doing it but you haven't hit that you know big right. lick where you're like it makes sense to spend 15000 or more um, you know the pricing how are you going to do the pricing? I know you were asking me, and I was like, well, is it free 99 to start? Yeah, free Just to collect the yeah. data, and you can have even the blood, you know. In our- yeah, so so we are, you know, we've got to uh, implement the system, and then we are going to do a bunch of different type of pricing strategies. Mm-hmm. Uh, our goal is to get the pricing uh, for our service to, to, it's a subscription-based service. By the way, the name of the company is Carously. Um C A E R U S L Y dot com. Um, we are attempting to discover pricing. Um, there are vendors that that pay large sums of money for uh, what you know the service might be specifically for on the government end. Uh, we are going to try to keep our service down to maybe two hundred dollars a month, uh, but that's a notional number. Uh, we don't know yet until we get some discovery from our clients. Uh, to see how they are using their service. So a lot of this stuff is basically data science from the perspective of using to, the user too. So we don't necessarily know what our pricing is. Um, our first couple of customers, we're gonna build white label uh, solutions for. Uh, those are gonna be larger you know, checks coming in, mm-hmm. um, but it's gonna be a custom solution uh, for our software as a service. Our, our cost is gonna be relatively low and we don't necessarily know uh, how we're going to price it yet. But okay. Tell me we're at 200 bucks. Could it be in the pricing, and this is such kind of like a, a shark, maybe sleazy way of, yep. of doing things, but it's what just comes to my mind, so I'm going to share it, um, saying, okay, our product is so good, we actually we just want a percentage of your contract. And, and, and that's hard to do because we know the government can as easily as they can award it they can take it back and you're like wait hold on we're all going to get paid and oops no we're not so some of the by the way so multiple different pricing strategies includes uh a subscription-based service one is uh um a a la carte uh service one uh as you mentioned is uh as a percentage of contracts awarded Mm -hmm. uh these are all strategies that we're going to try to uh figure out which one's the best for us Mm -hmm. um which brings the best uh uh, value for the customer and our company at the mm-hmm. same time. Uh, I will address the uh, percentage of contract awards. Mm-hmm. Once we figure out a way to tie an RFP to an award, mm-hmm. um, then we will uh, consider doing that. Um, it's hard, but the, that's, that's some of the data science that we're kind of working on, how to tie uh, old contracts uh, to RFPs, RFQs, um, and then those RFQs to an actual award, mm-hmm. uh, and then of course trying to get payment from them. So those yeah. need to be tied together. Once they're tied together, then we can you know, kind of think or consider uh, doing some of the other pricing strategies, as you mentioned, uh, percentage of award. And if you don't want to give a percentage of the award, uh, then you can just pay a higher fee, is what I'm thinking, because you do have those people who they love you until they win, yeah. and then they, you know, you can't find them. They're they're blowing in the wind. They're on oh, the yeah. boat. They're this. They're that. Whatever. But um, what do you think? Is this something that the government is going to be happy about? Because to me, the government, they send something out at noon. Yep. By 1201, there's an amendment already. Now I got to yep. go read their amendment. And I yep. said, how did you make an amendment that quick? Yep. Um, and so 
sometimes I think they like this long system and, you know, because it allows the key players that they've been using for the last, you know, two decades to stay because they can say, oh, just an amendment? Okay, we have someone full-time to write that. That's not a problem. Plus, they may have knew about it beforehand. That's something totally different that the government, we can never prove that, you know. There there are lots of different things that I have seen from a government agency. So governments are local agencies like the process or like what we're doing, because the one thing that they are, you know, they are trying to guard against is lawsuits. Um, right now, there's not enough WIMBY businesses or women, minority, veteran-owned businesses within the, you know, multiple government agencies uh, across the state of Washington at the very uh, minimum, um, and they are looking for ways to improve those numbers. Uh, our service, um, as designed, um, can help. Uh, Wimby firms or smaller businesses uh, target opportunities that they have the best chance of winning. Um, governments see this and would love to, to uh, you know, pile in. So we've gotten some support. We need a little bit more support. They want to uh, make their um, data collection efforts better. Um, and that's one of the things that we're trying to do. We're trying to get APIs to come in. Uh, addressing your concern about um, like to say amendments coming in, a lot of it is if a government agency speaks to a specific vendor and tells them a specific a set of information and that's passed along um, to one group, they have to do so for all groups or they might get sued. Yeah. So a lot of times what you'll see is amendments happening um, because they've either found out better information or some other thing, which means that they need to issue an amendment or more specifically, they need to issue an update um, to get everybody to have that same information at the same time. Uh, those should be good. Um, those should be things that uh, vendors are looking for. That being said, it becomes hard to track. This, this is one of the things that we're trying to track too at the same time. So um, this is fun. So this is a continual effort for us um, when we're uh, compiling uh, RFP and contract information to gather the most uh, up-to-date information at the same time so we can alert our users. And, I, and for all the folks who are saying, okay, this is great, um, you know, it, it can help find the RFP, it can help, you know, the, you know, just find it is one thing, the research, the data, but you also are going to help um, write it, which is something that is not cheap, anyone who's ever done it. I mean, you're spending, you can spend thousands of dollars. Um, it's nothing that you can go to Fiverr for, people. I mean, right. this is not a Fiverr thing. But as, can you walk us through how that works? Of Is it some copy and paste? How, how does that work? So, yeah, so this is a natural language process. What we're actually doing is we're taking templates from uh, government agency forms. So, again, we're here in Keene County in the city of Seattle. They have, the city of Seattle has its own forms for specific things. Keene County has their own uh, forms, so they're the, the RFP request comes in a, a very specific format. Um, what we do is we uh, take the format, import it, and then we take user information uh, from previous awards that they've submitted or information that they've supplied to us, um, and information that actually matches Again, the uh, information that they have on their qualifications matches a field that's in the requirements, we can just kind of auto-populate. Um, that's not to say that the information that they have in there is um, the best written. Uh, our first goal is just to get the information as it relates to um, requirements in the form. Mm -hmm. um, 
there probably will need to be some sort of um, it's not grammar be Nazi yes, specialist it, to come in and, and, and do stuff. But uh, It's not going to be perfect, but right. that can save a lot of time. Absolutely. Because a lot of time, I think RFPs are kind of put together like mental health uh, reports. Yeah. I've worked in psych hospitals and been a mental health counselor in the past. And, you know, that's not my degree. Right. That's not what my uh, graduate school is right. in. But someone said, you can do it, and we'll show you how to write the notes. Right. And I won't say who that person is on a podcast right. that goes out. Yeah. <laughs> but I said, wait, so you mean you guys are really, like, copying and pasting? And if you've seen one patient, you've seen, you know, a, a lot of patients right. and things. And you see, and doctors do the same thing. Yep. Nurses do the same thing. I've worked in hospitals, too. So it's kind of like that. We but, could, yeah. yeah. So this is natural language processing. There's a lot of different ways to describe a specific thing. So if you're... You know, I'm, I want to use an example of you're a architect and you're, I don't know anything about the field of architecture, but you have a specific way of seeing a certain thing. There might be 10 or 12 different ways to say the same thing. Uh, we can identify those uh, particular um, phrases um, and implement um, or input those phrases into a piece of a, a statement of work that you're in. So. If there might be an easier way of saying we build buildings you know and we've been doing so for 15 years I'm making this stuff up um, we can shorten the description down to we make buildings for 15 years skin natural language processing we can kind of wordsmith some of that stuff um, we can also look at a series of, of uh, Phrases from different uh, folks or different uh, contracts or different agencies, how they are describing something. Um, we can use the the accepted phrase to put in there as well. So this is basically what natural language process is doing mm -hmm. to allow us to kind of auto-populate stuff. So we're not going to do mass corrections of your your RFP, mm -hmm. but we can do small corrections as it relates to your qualifications and the requirements. Okay, which saves, I think, a, I lot, mean, of time. a lot of time. I mean, on the deck, it talked about, set, you know, cutting time more than in half, yep. which is just a big thing. So that in itself is a savings, and hopefully nothing, you know, in the tax, the new tax laws coming up that I'm not really yeah. happy about, stop that from being, like, something we can't claim. Right. I, couldn't, I could see that coming down the line, like, hey, you can't claim this for your business now. Just the way things are, are just all over. Um, I can't. I can't even comment on tax law. So <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Yeah, no comment there. Okay, got you. You want to keep friends? Uh, I, I got you. I told you I got that black helicopter. Yeah, they tell me when I've said too much. <laughs> but yeah, but you 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 started this, and and data science isn't your you know wasn't your thing. I'm a finance guy. You're a finance guy. Talk about that and how you even came to this idea from finance to this. Well, that's a long story. Okay, so. Um, I have another company, it's called Funds Advisor. Um, the idea behind that company was to uh, reduce the cost of financial services so that the common person can use financial services. So most financial services are long-term planning services, and if you want an accountant, that's another thing. If you wanted a real estate advisor, that's another thing. If you want a coach that helps you uh, you know, budget, that's another thing. Uh, getting loans, these are all separate uh, components. Um, theoretically, very wealthy people have a team of folks that can actually do that work for them. Um, 
And if you're thinking of financial help, most people think of financial advisors, but again, ask a financial advisor about accounting, they're gonna, gonna say, don't talk to me about that. Or if you ask them about you know, tax law, it's again, something outside of their scope. What we were looking to do is to use a bunch of data. And then, here's the other fun thing about that. Um, what about AB analysis? One of the questions that people have is, hey, look, you know, I could go to college, or I could take a job, uh, a raise at this particular job, or I could move across country, or you know, I could do something here. That's an AB question. It's not even a finance. It's not. It's a secondary or derivative finance question. Um, how do you make those decisions? So, some of some of that's math, um, but the other is kind of knowing the individual. Um, and we can use data science to a know the individual and know what their preferences might lead to. Um, so if we use a bunch of data science to figure that out, we can kind of help inform the math portion. Okay. So I always knew I needed to create a data science company because I couldn't hold a data science company within an RIA. So I created Curiously. Okay. Okay. And and I also knew that that was going to be relatively expensive. So what I wanted to do was create a data science company um, and have it start spinning out uh, different uh, projects that were paid projects. So once we got to a point where uh, we were ready to kind of buy the data science components mm -hmm. for uh, for a funds advisor, we just happened to have a company that was ready to do that. So I created a separate company, Carousely, which is the company that we're describing now, and uh, we just looked into what problems that we could solve, and this happened to be the first one that we saw. So, yeah. Man. Okay. Oh, man, that, that's, that's awesome. That's a long story. A long, <laughs> uh, yeah. A question we ask every guest. Sure on Diversified Game is, with all this money that's coming across accolades, people are looking at you like the, a unicorn, people are saying, wow, how'd you come up with these great ideas? You might be on boats, planes, trains, automobiles, right, Trump style. But what is your community give back in getting all of these things? Like, what is the thing that keeps driving you, you know, to say it's not even about the money, because after, you know, a certain while, it's not even about the work, but what is the give back with all everything you've been able to collect that you've been able to give? Oh, this, this is funny. So uh, most of my work is meant to be as a give back. <laughs> so there's no uh, planes, trains, and automobiles. I've been, you know, a lot of people think of entrepreneurs as, you know, you think of the Silicon Valley millionaires or billionaires or what have you. Uh, most of entrepreneurs, you know, they struggle on a day-to-day -day basis. Uh, you come in, you, you put, you know, you grind and put stuff to work. Um, you're doing something because you see there's a problem out there. You see people have pain. Um, so the the actual thing is, uh, can you identify a problem? Um, do you know people that have that problem? And then you talk to people that have that problem, and then see what you can do. So if, again, as I said, you know, there's, there's no you know huge dollars in my back pocket where I'm doing this because you know I'm loaded. This is hey, I see a problem, I want to solve it. Um, so that's kind of where my give back is. My give back is, hey, I know my community is suffering. Uh, I know the black community is suffering uh, because we're kind of underbanked. Um, we're kind of taken advantage of. Um, people don't necessarily know not to accept you know, a credit card at 16% interest. Whether or not they understand what 16% interest is, that's a big, that's a huge thing in and of itself. Yeah. You see businesses out there that are getting kind of, um, they're spending, you know, 36 months trying to win a government contract, 
um, and not getting a sniff of one, and they're not understanding why. You know, these are problems that are affecting our community. It's not just a black community. It's, there are lots of people having these problems, and I see them having a problem. I see them there's a pain, and I think, is there anything I can do to solve that? So this is my give back. Yeah, and we know it's not just a black community when we see that, you know, white guys are at, you know, minority meetings claiming minority status because it's frustrating to the point where you have a white guy say, hey, I'm Cherokee. Hey, my great-great-grandmother was a slave and, you know, I need, I need some of that because yep. it's hard to do government contracting. But everything in the government is hard. Now I will go, like, on the Republican side of, you know, things when people, you know, well, we want small government yep. and we want people's hand, hands off our, our guns and our Obamacare to give us the... There's a lot of, so, so I, again, I've gone to lots of meetings. First of all, um, you know, the, you know, government contracting is uh, mostly white male, old, um, older white male thing. So if you're to look at the contractors that exist, again, government contracts could be health care. Could be, you know, street sweeper. There, there's a lot of different things that are government contract. Um, but when you're seeing, um, you know, white guys complaining that there's, you know, nepotism within the system, mm -hmm. or that some folks have a better chance of winning than others, and then you go to some other meetings and you see people jumping on top of desks saying, "Hey, there's a problem with the system," then you start asking the question of, "Well, why is there a problem with the system?" Yeah. A lot of times. Or what we have found, it's asymmetric information or uneven information, where a party has more information and can act on it because they have that information than others. Mm -hmm. um, in financial sector, it's kind of the same thing. If you know that there's going to be an IPO next week, cider trader, you don't do this. Um, <laughs> but uh, if you know there's an IPO happening next week because your friend, uh, you know, Justin is in that company, you might put money in and get a big uh, pop. Again, don't do this. This is, SEC will get on you and I'm, I'm, not, I'm not promoting this. Yeah. But asymmetric information is a real thing and when you see it, what you'll see is people that are wealthy. Um, and then when you, in other communities, people that don't have that asymmetric information, they get hurt. Um, you know, asymmetric information is you go to a car dealership and your credit score is 720 and they say, your credit score sucks. We're going to charge you 18% on this car. I know you want it. So, you know, well, you may know um, that your credit score is 720, but you may not know, that, you know, 17% or 16% or 8% interest is is, uh, is highway robbery. So, you enter into that deal. Um, these are things that we're trying to solve. Uh, these are things that I've tried to stop yeah. with both companies. Yeah. And, and with uh, starting a new company, and I, I just learned about this, so it's still kind of bothering me okay. with, um, there's like a, a new tax deduction in 2018. It's like the QRB, whatever tax, and it's for people with multiple businesses. Whatnot. When you're starting your second business with your first business, do you still, are you still hands-on with it, or do you let a manager then go run with it, or do you, did you sell it? What, what, what did, what did I you paused it. You paused it. Yeah, okay. so how I wanted to run my first business required um, a lot of data. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, not Google, not Google a lot of data, data meaning Google has information on everything. But you, it required a, quite a bit of data, quite a bit of different types of, in essence, data scientists, quite a bit of AI. Um, 
and I knew we weren't ready for that. So basically what I did was I put that business on pause. I'm still paying taxes on it. Um, it's an RIA firm. Um, but I just stopped doing work on that to focus on this as it's, you know, it, there's a uh, there's a bigger play here first. So our goal is to get up to a point where this is up and running, uh, pull some equity out of the business or pull some dollars out of the business mm -hmm. and then reapply that to a funds advisor with the team that we built. Okay. So that's kind of how we're doing this. Oh. From a tax perspective, man, again, don't ask me about taxes. No, no, no. Sometimes I think when you have, like, you know, multiple things going yep. on, that's when we should go on Shark Tank with that business yeah. and say, hey, I want whatever. I want $2 million for 99.9% .9 of this, and just give me the royalty, <laughs> Mr. Wonderful, and you can have this. You know, I, you know what's fun, so I don't know if, you know, your, your audience would be interested in this, is... Um, the whole process of raising money, um, it's, it's, it's humbling. Um, you gotta ask, you know, most of the community that you're asking for, for money doesn't look like you. Um, um, and for the women out there, they're mostly men, again, white men um, in the industry. Uh, it's, it's, it's challenging, it's fun, it's not insurmountable. You have to have a problem that, you know, that you believe in. Um, you have to vet the problem, um, but it's not, you know, and you have to be open to listening to, to inputs from, from whatever those uh, Shark Tank folks yeah. are, are, are uh, saying. Um, but it's doable. That's the, that's a message that I want uh, to get across. Um, if you've got a great idea, um, if you have traction, if you have people using your service, product or service, and if it's a big enough problem that you're trying to solve, um, you'll get there. Just keep, just keep at it. Man, well, I appreciate you giving us the game. I want to say on the marketing tip, um, you know, because we like to get the game and we like to give it. I think influencers could really push this yep. because we've seen, like, when we've had people on certain shows talk about government contracting, people's ears perk up because they might have heard something about it but didn't know exactly how to get into it. Right. But also have heard the negative sides. And when you hear somebody win, people, of course, run to that person. Right. But we've also seen, you know, such a... People don't always do what they say they're going to do. And sometimes software doesn't do what it says it's going to do. And, and, and I, do want to, I do want to wrap it up, but I, I wanted to ask this question um, that's coming to me. Are you guys a company that's taking data? Is, it ra like, is the data also, because data is money. Yep. And everyone says they don't sell their data, mm -hmm. but you don't have to sell your sell your data, mm -hmm. whatever that word means, right? Because yep. you can get into some legal things and say, well, we didn't sell it, we gave it away, and then it just happened on this end yep. from Malta, this, you know, and circle back, yeah. thing circle back. But um, I, do you look at your company more of collect more data we collect on these businesses? I mean, the more valuable even for the government we are. Do you, do you see it like that? Because sometimes companies, yeah. you know, Facebook is a data company. I mean, we are yes, we are a data science company. What we do is we mine data and, and turn it into value. Um, one of the things that we're looking to do um, is, among other things, is collect the information, the free information that the government collects that they theoretically can't charge you for. Uh, that's one set of information. If you have ever submitted a government contract, you have submitted your company's information. But again, your company information kind of exists out there. Mm -hmm. What we're trying to do is get more refined uh, company or 
user information and use that information to help them win contracts. Yeah. Yes, we are using your data. Um, okay. And as our goal for the data that we are collecting is to allow our users to better understand the environment that they're working in. Yeah. So again, um, we are, we are, I want to say we're data for good um, in the sense that we want to help you um, understand how to win um, and understand you know, your competitive environment, understand the, the, the nature of whether or not um, you have a chance of you know, winning a contract. It, it, you know, if I were using an analogy, I like to use a basketball analogy, I think I uh, mentioned this a couple of, the last time we talked. Um, if you were entering a basketball tournament um, and that was your only source of winnings, or, or your only source of earnings, where your um, the tournament win is the money that you're going to use to spend on groceries for the next week, um, it would behoove you to know a couple of things. One is um, how many people are in a tournament. So if the first three people get prizes, or only the top person gets a prize, and you're entering a tournament that has four people, better odds than if you're entering a tournament that has 44 people. Um, second. You kind of want to know who your competition is. Um, if you're entering a tournament that has 44 people or four people, if one's LeBron James and one's Michael Jordan in their prime, probably shouldn't enter that tournament. Not going to win. Um, if it's Shaq, if it's Shaq, if it's Shaq, go for it. Well, if it's Shaq's right now, you know, and if you're doing a one-on-one -on -one or whatever the case is, maybe. Yeah. Um, free throws only. It's yeah, only. Free, yeah, exactly. Um, the third thing that you kind of want to know is the rules of engagement. Um, and so let's say, again, there's four people, uh, one's you, one's me, um, and one's, let's say, Shaq, doesn't make a difference. Um, and we're playing a game up to 11, one-on-one, -on -one, and Shaq starts at seven, and you start at zero, probably not going to win that one either. No. So um, these are things that, you know, contractors have to deal with. People that are winning or applying for government contracts have to deal with. Um, you know, a lot of people start the process earlier than the RFP stage or RFQ or what have you. Um, and that's the final thing I was talking about. So if you start pursuing government contracts um, at the time that you see your RFP, that might be too late. Yeah. So, and we talked about the key. I, I was uh, I had talked told you about the source of SOC, right? And if there was a way, you know, that, that's the thing that I've said. Even people who've won, they did not know when we were at a meeting yep. what that was, and everyone was just like source of SOC. Like that's what we really want because right. that's the easiest way of getting a contract, not the easiest thing to right. do. But you have to be tied in, and they have to then use your platform because that's what I mean. It's affordable. Right. It, it's something new, fresh, and you know, let, let's say you have all the the, the the best of not luck, but blessings. Right. We know that someone's going to come by, try to buy you out, <laughs> and then it That's is. Expectation. Yeah. yeah th then you know, um, life. Ch you don't even start flying anymore. You start uh, teleporting everywhere <laughs> so. at some point in time yeah that's the next thing that we're working on teleportation yeah 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 no, we're not doing that I, 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 yeah. I want to get stock in that and holograms and all you that. just yeah. as soon as I can figure that out yeah yeah life will be great 
Now, but Johnny, I thank you for taking the time. Um, keep us tuned in. What's going on? Absolutely. I want to talk more and more again and again. You guys know I don't stop. So I appreciate you, brother. Thank you, man. All right, thank you. Awesome. Thanks for getting in the game and listening to the Diversified Game Podcast with Kellen, Tyson, and AL. The number one show pairing entrepreneurship with diverse and inclusive perspectives like wine and cheese, bagel and locks, fish and grits. Be sure to visit DiversifiedGame.com for all the good stuff. Join in the conversation and discover more content.